podcast by me and Phil. Jen and Phil. Me and Phil. What people don't you know? Jen and Phil. There we go. And Reggie wandering around. If you can hear a little tippy tapping in the background. A little tippy tappy, tippy tippy tappy toes, and his toe beans. It's interesting, isn't it? But as soon as we start speaking, he's like, "Right, I'm going to go for a wander." Then. He don't want to pay me attention. I don't think he likes it when we do the podcast. I think he thinks we're speaking to someone and like. He doesn't like it when we do anything. Anything that isn't tickling his belly or feeding him or throwing him something to chase, he doesn't like. Should we talk about the fact that he got kicked out of the dog sitters this week? We went on a business event, um, Mm. which was incredible. Um, And as we were sat waiting for the train, the dog sitters texted me like, "Uh, I think you might need to come, someone might need to come and get him. Devastated. What are you like, Reg? He wouldn't leave the other dogs alone. Wouldn't stop jumping on the other dogs. <laughs> Not you, Reggie. Not the Reggie. They were getting annoyed at him and snapping at him. How could anybody not want Reggie to be in that? Honestly, if it was me and I was looking after four dogs and one of them was Reggie, I'd send the other three up. <laughs> and I'd just look after Reggie. So, we don't have a dog sitter for a wedding next week because Reggie can't control himself around other dogs. Sorry, we found another one. We have found another one. We are... Fine, we're absolutely okay, aren't we, Reg? And there's no other doggies for you to annoy this time. Yeah, I've got a dog sitter that just looks after one dog at a time. <laughs> which is like looking after four dogs when Reggie's around. Absolutely Hard work, aren't you, lad? Yeah. Anyway, we hope you're all alright. Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Yeah, it's um, a lovely sunny day here. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's absolutely pouring it down this it morning. It's pouring it down this Ridiculous. morning. Ridiculous. Oh, I just don't want winter to come back. I've told you what we need to do, and you just keep ignoring me. Moving abroad. Yep. Oh, be your Reginald. Yeah, we need to move abroad. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just that I hate going for a walk in the morning when it's raining. Mm. I don't think I mind it in winter because I almost expect it. I think it's in summer when I expect it to be hot and warm and nice and it's raining. Then mm. I mind it. Yeah. Like, I don't I think I just kind of get used to it in winter. Like, it's going to happen. It's winter in England. But, like, summer... This is not what I expect. Well, we've got a nice little tangent to... Uh, sorry, not tangent. A nice little segue there, haven't we? We've created... Because <gasps> yeah. the episode is about why people bang on about increasing steps. Yes. And um, this is actually one of the things that we quite often work with very first with clients, isn't it? Hello. There's one of them just now. Apologies for hearing the WhatsApp um, flicking off. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I think it, it often is one of the first ones. And obviously everybody's different, but usually we notice that daily movement is going to be something that we need to change. And it's not actually your fault. It's just because the way in which things have progressed, the way in which life is now, everything's so easily accessible and everything's kind of within our reach. And if it isn't, we can kind of order it to come to us. We don't actually need to move that much anymore, no. do we? And I think that's why things have become more difficult. And I think over the years, um, as a PT and then as a coach, I think I've noticed you know numbers starting to reduce naturally. Uh, for me as well, you know, not for other people but for me as well I've just noticed that everything's a lot easier to access mm. and I remember listening to a podcast a couple of years ago the idea that you could literally get anything you want um, from your bedroom like you don't actually need to really move and the furthest you've ever had to go is to the front door because you could order your meals you can order you can I didn't know you can buy a car online now and get it delivered to your front door you don't mm. even need to go car shopping anymore uh, and I get why they do it you know it's making life easier for us but that in itself it's just making it almost too easy and now we don't need to move. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, literally, like, food shop, like, getting to work, you jump in your car. Like, we just naturally don't, as a generation, move much in our day. And I think this goes for us as well. Like, if we mm. don't make that conscious effort to move, we just simply won't because there's no need for us to do it a lot of the time. 
And we almost need to create those reasons or think about those reasons why actually it's really beneficial for us to do that. So we're going to chat a bit more about those today. But like just to kind of highlight, like I went from teaching to an office job. We're like teaching, surprisingly, don't move around as much as you would think in teaching. Like I, I think I've talked about this before, but like I remember like thinking that I would have done like loads of steps when I st- first started looking at how many steps I did in a day. I was like, well, I'm on my feet all day. I'm moving about. I don't sit down. Like I've got to do loads of steps. But I actually didn't do as many as I thought. And that was me being someone who thought I have a relatively active job. Whereas now what we do is a bit more like an office job. Like there's no reason within our job for us to get up and move because a lot of it is done via on a laptop. Mm-hmm. So like right now like right now so even if so like still like to this day if i don't plan movement in i don't do it like i just don't and it's not because i'm trying not to do it or i don't enjoy doing it just we don't naturally think about it because it's not built into our day really anymore is it absolutely not and as jen said we're going to run through some of the reasons why it's super important i think the first one that we cover and you know we we talk about mental health a lot but honestly the impact that movement can have on your mental health is without a doubt so much more than the actual investment of time and energy you have to put in because i know moving is difficult for a lot of us now jen's just said you have to be conscious about it you have to know about it you have to be aware of it you have to think about it but actually the investment you get back in terms of the impact it has on your mental health and stress management the headspace you get um, and just generally the way that you think and the way that you feel is absolutely incredible and i think the thing that i love about it so much is that there have been times where i've been feeling a little bit stressed a little bit pent up energy feeling a little bit um, I don't even know sometimes how to describe it, but I just feel a bit like, oh, I need to move, like, I just need to change my environment. It's mad because sometimes I go out for a walk and within like five seconds, I'm like, oh, I feel better. All the amount of times that like both of us are like getting a bit like pent up, stressed, frustrated, mm-hmm. and one of us goes, well, let's just go for a walk. And we're like, no. Yeah, I don't want to go. I'm not going. I'm not going. Not and the other one's like, no, get up mm-hmm. and go. Like, we've both done that for each other, haven't we? Oh, loads. And it's mad. Like, you literally, like I said, you can be out for like five seconds. Like we, we've got a little front, uh, front garden. Like when I get to the other side of the front garden, and we don't live on a farm, it's not a big garden. It's, <laughs> like, it's like two meters long. I get to the other side of that garden. I'm like, oh, I feel better already. Yeah, there's there's a lot as well if you can incorporate like being in green space, so like woods, like green environments. There's a lot of like research to show if you, in actual fact, Mental Health Week last year was um around like getting out in nature and being in nature and there was a lot of stuff um a lot of really nice resources and things about like the why behind how that impacts us and why it's so important so if you want to know a little bit more about that then definitely go and check that out but yeah that kind of being in that green space is incredible for our mental health um and and having those little mindful moments and um, i think linking into that is um another reason why it's good for our mental health is depending on whether you go with people or on your own is a really nice way to either connect with others and like speak to other people or have some really nice time for yourself. So like I love walks for both of these reasons. So in terms of connecting with others, I tend to like go on walks with my friends, like big walks, we'll organise doing that and then maybe go into a pub like because we live spread out as well. So like it's nice to kind of meet up in the middle and do a walk and then go to the pub. Or like me and Phil on a day-to-day basis. I would say like one of my favourite times of the day is just me and Phil, phone free, being able to like connect with each other because I think that's the beauty about being on a walk. Like if, if you're not, like you, you're less likely to be on your phone. Like so mm-hmm. you get that like quality time together or with your family or if you're going by yourself, 
popping your favourite music on or listening to a podcast, learning something, like, it's a really nice little bit of time for you. And then, it's as well as it being a way to connect with other people or even just connect with yourself like that, um, it's looking after your body as well. Like, our bodies are not made to sit down. Like, when we went to that business thing this week, like, we were, bearing in mind we do normally sit down throughout the day, but we put in regular movement breaks. Now, because we were at an event and it was like a nine to five event like the breaks were like dictated to us and how long and how far we could go was like quite limited so as much as we moved around as much as we can it probably wasn't as much as we normally would do it oh my goodness my body was in bits by the end of the day like I could feel everything was aching my back I wanted to stretch like it was mad just because I think that's the first time in a really long time that I've not really moved loads in the day and I, I just noticed such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just a form of looking after our body as well because it's just not meant to just be in that sit-down position all day. Absolutely. And I know we've just run through some kind of like immediate things, but there are so many long-term benefits mm-hmm. as well. But I think what's really key is that actually you do focus on those short-term benefits because we know that you know it's going to improve your overall health, it'll reduce things like uh, your risk of cancer, Alzheimer's, heart attacks, strokes, things like that. Like It's going to have a really positive impact on that. Because they're so far into the future, it can be sometimes difficult to be like, oh, I need to move for this reason because that might then you know have a negative impact in 20 years or 40 years. But it's still worth being aware of the fact that it is going to help with those things. And it's going to help you to build stronger bones and muscles and it's going to allow your body to move easier and you are going to feel better by moving. And I think that's a really key thing. Like Jen's just touched on the fact that, uh, you know, just one day of sitting down more often actually had a negative impact. Mm. And so actually by moving more, you actually allow your body to be better at moving, which is an absolutely phenomenal thing to be able to say because I know a lot of people we speak to are like, I just want to be able to move and it not hurt. I want to be able to move and feel comfortable. I want to be able to uh, walk around without my bones aching. And often the reason that happens is simply because you're not moving enough in the first place, which I know is quite a blunt statement, but it is. It's, you know, your movement's so low that when you do one day of extra movement, it's new for your body. It has to um, recover from that, which is totally normal. But it's about being able to continue doing that over, you know, not just the days or the weeks, but actually the months and the years. And I think one key thing it does, and this always sits with me that I absolutely love, is it actually increases the length of time you get to spend on this planet. And uh, it's one thing that I'll never forget is that knowing that actually just by moving more every single day, that really short term investment of maybe, you know, like I know we always talk about 10,000 steps, you know, it takes about an hour and a half. That an hour and a half each day is going to give me years extra on this planet. So it's not like weeks or months, it's actually going to give me years and years and years and years extra on this planet just for a really short term thing that I need to do every single day, which in reality is something that I can do if I choose to be conscious about it and be aware of what I've done and what I've not done and actually plan it in, I'm going to get longer here, which I think is absolutely fine. And that is not from that typical 10,000 number. It's, did you just mention that? I don't think you did, did you? I said the number 10,000, but... Well, the seven to 8,000 is yeah. where you actually get those health benefits from, like seven to 8,000, seven to 8,000 steps a day can add two years onto your life. Madness. Um, It's just mental to think that just by committing to that each day you actually get longer on this planet right yeah. like, that's insane isn't it i love it and um, it does also help us build um improve our sleep sorry so we've got something called sleep pressure which you have a really nice analogy for this one 
Yeah, sleep pressure is every time you wake up in the morning, you've got an empty vase, and that empty vase is filled every single time you do something that helps you to sleep. So, for example, going for a walk starts to fill up that vase. Now, when that vase gets to the top, you're now in the absolute optimal position to sleep. But of course, like when we drink coffee, um, when we do something that's really stimulating for our eyes and our brain, that takes things out of the vase. Now, the goal is for you is to start filling that vase up as soon as possible. Because the longer that you leave it, so if you only actually start building up or filling that vase at like one o'clock in the afternoon, it's actually going to be more difficult for you to fill it because you've not got enough time. So that's often why that sleep pressure isn't um, high enough. You're not ready to sleep in the evening. So actually, going for a walk as early as physically possible can help you to start filling up that vase quicker and sooner, which actually can then have an impact on your sleep quality in the evening. Yeah, and it's really nice. I've seen so many clients who like do very, very little movement in the day, just start to simply increase the movement and be like, oh my God, I'm sleeping so much better. Mm. Like, it's mad. And then the other one, which I have purposely put it at the bottom of the list because all of the other stuff is so amazing, but it does help us to lose weight. Simple fact, it is the best way to increase the number of calories that we burn because we can do it over long periods of time because it's not super high intensity. So imagine you were to, I don't know, go on a run or do like a hip class or even go and weight train, like anything, you're limited for the amount of time that you can actually do that for because of the intensity of it. Whereas a walk, we can do for a much longer period of time because it's that slightly lower intensity. We can also build it into our day so we don't have to yes we have to find time for it but we can work that into our day so it's it's kind of easier to um build up over time and we don't need that same level of rest and recovery that we would off like that more high intensity um workout so overall because we know we want in order to lose weight we want to be in that calorie deficit in order to make that that bit easier we can increase our steps, which increases the calorie burn, which makes it easy to be in a calorie deficit. Mm. So it, it does have that really nice effect as well. And, and I often have this conversation with clients who aren't moving a lot at all right now. And it can be really difficult if we're not doing that movement to kind of stick to, any, if you're tracking calories, to stick to a calorie goal because that number for some people can be really quite low. That's the um, key thing, I think. The way we like to look at it is that if the only reason you're going for a walk is to yeah. lose weight, you're not going to enjoy it. No. And if you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to do it consistently enough and therefore you're not going to lose weight. However, to flip that on its head, if you're not moving enough, you're not going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So either way, there needs to be a way in which you move so that the focus isn't weight loss, but at the same time, you're going to need to move to lose weight because if you're doing 2,000 steps a day, you're not going to lose weight. That. Yeah, so those are a lot of really fabulous reasons why people bang on about moving uh, because it is blooming brilliant mm. and I really enjoy it and everybody, I, my my big goal, when I was teaching my big goal was to get everybody to love reading, now I am coaching, I still want to get everyone loving reading mm -hmm. um, but I just want to get everyone loving daily movement because I honestly think it it's such a powerful thing and it's something that when you get in the habit of being someone who moves mm -hmm. it just it does become more natural so like i said we still have to make that time and carve that time out to do it but if you're just in the habit of like getting the stairs instead of um getting in the lift or you're in the habit of taking the slightly longer scenic route around somewhere or whatever it may be 
it does become easier to make that part of your day and then you require these less big like less um huge walks and effort to kind of get out and do loads of stuff because you're just working it within your day um so that is that Uh, i've got my on the spot question that if you were listening two weeks ago i did have prepared and ready to go Mm -hmm. um but then sarah threw her little um harry Potter related one in she did so i remembered Oh. Even without you reminding me, because I said you needed to remind me, because I'd forget that I had one. That's interesting as well, because I forgot, so... <gasps> ah, this is a strange turn of events. It is. Right, you ready? It's a good one. Go on. If you could change one habit of mine, mm. what would it be? You wouldn't mind very much. <laughs> See you all next week. I literally <laughs> hadn't finished my sentence then. I literally hadn't. That is insane. What was it? Just in case people didn't hear you because I was still finishing my sentence. It's interesting actually that you're moaning at me about that. Um, <laughs> it was that you wouldn't moan, as me, moan at me as much. No, I'm joking. Um, let me think. One habit of yours yeah. that you do that I would change. Hmm. Let me think. What do you do that really? Yeah, it would have to be something that annoys me, wouldn't it? Probably. Uh, what's your habit? I think morning probably is a good one. You do. It's probably up there. Yeah. You do moan a lot, don't you? Yeah. You you self admittedly moan that. Yeah, I do. I know. I've got. It's something that I've been working on for a large percentage of mm. my life. I am terrible for just moaning about anything. I actually think it's sometimes just something to talk about. Honestly, that couldn't be more true. Like I think I just used it as a bit of a coping mechanism for conversation for a really long time. Also, I was in education for a really long time, and all everybody does is moan. See, I see that a lot. I see people moan about stuff, and then I'm like, mm, I don't know if you're that bothered about what you've just said. So you're just almost making conversation. Yeah, I think it's an easy conversation starter, isn't it? Like, if you moan about something, and particularly if you struggle a little bit, like, socially, like, we're both a little bit socially anxious. Mm. So I think when you struggle to make conversation, a morning is an easy one to go for. It is, but I think we should be focus our socially socially anxious um, coping mechanisms towards positive things. Yeah, just being not morning. positive. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be it. You know. What change my morning? Mm. Oh, what? I can't. I've open. No, I have openly said to Phil if. You want me to stop mourning, then you're gonna to have to leave me. That, what would you stop mourning if I left you? <laughs> <laughs> no, because so I'm, I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense now. Um, oh, she just shushed me. She shushed me on the podcast. We're having an argument. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Are you sure that's the one that you want to change? Is there nothing else? Are you moaning about me saying that? I no, I'm stop just mine? asking you a question. Uh, there probably is, but it is an on-the-spot question, so it is difficult to answer. So there might be other things. I'm glad that nothing immediately pops to your head, other than that. Do you know what? There isn't. Like, there's nothing that I immediately want. Like, there's nothing that I'm really. I'm like, oh, I want you to change that. Cause... I know what yours would be. What? I know what I'd change for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to know. Thanks. I think you could guess. I've got a top ten. I think you could guess what I would change. Um. No. <laughs> you could. I could, on. yeah, but I'm not going to. Go on, do it. No, right, no, because I know how this works. I guess it, and then go, Jen goes, no, but that's a good idea. And then I guess it again, and she goes, no, but that's a good idea. Too. All right, and just then, one guess, and if you're wrong, we'll leave it. Um, that I wouldn't be so positive all the time. <laughs> no, it's not that. Oh, okay. Well, I've had no one guess. Um, 
This is the opposite of what yours was. That's why I thought. Ow! Yeah. Just hit my head. <laughs> well, I didn't just hit Jen's head. By the way, just <laughs> your Jen just banged her head. That made it sound like. I'd be like, you need to stop moaning, and then you're like, I've just hit my head. I didn't hit Jen's head. Jen just banged her head. I on did the, bang my head on the uh, on back the of the coach. coach. Now Reggie's staring at her. That was because I'm flying. I'm, I've got his ball in my hand. Reggie's toy ball <laughs> is what Reggie. Reggie is what Jen's got in her hand. <laughs> Podcast is going off on a right tangent. Jen is playing with one of Reggie's toys, which just so happens to be a ball. Anyway. Before Jen says something else that I have to cover up, <laughs> we should probably say, see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. We'll speak to you all next week. Bye.